brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello, everyone. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Not the oh, belch. Smart. Oh, my smart. God, that was gross. Was that too early? That was not me. <laughs> for once, yes. Okay. Welcome, everyone. This should be it. like a T-shirt. That was not me. <laughs> I'm like the uh, good belching zone. Yeah. Okay. Or just oh. a or just a t shirt that says that was Dave. That'll that's a better idea. I agree. Yeah, I that would probably be the better that was idea. You should have a shirt that says I'm with awesome and it would point at me. <laughs> Negative. Where's the buzzer? <laughs> wow. Okay. Guys, girls, people that are listening, welcome Run. to another Suds segment. Strippers, priests, anyone else who might be listening? Metalheads, yes, mm. they're all vagabonds. They're, you're all welcome here. Yes, um, this is a show where good beer meets really bad radio. I'm your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and with me today is. Are you stop pulling on your lip, dude. That's gross. <laughs> wow, good old boy Dave. <laughs> hey, I guess I'm gross. <laughs> good old boy Mike. I am very happy that I get to the t-shirt that says, I am not Dave. <laughs> and go to buy Kendall. It's always wonderful to be here. Happy to. Happy he doesn't to sound like he really? means that, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Don't you a get day. that fight or flight response every time? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have to push it down way, way down. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, probably this this is right up there with those... Questionable decision-making skills every time, right? Every time. Yes. Right. Wow. As you know, most of our listeners are going, gee, I wonder if I have something better to do for the next 50 minutes. I know, <laughs> Should right? I take this drink from this strange man? Hmm. Mm, maybe mm. not. Yeah, that's yeah. usually where I think. Yeah. Well, good old boy Kendall, <clears throat> he's got a great blog called Beer Makes 3, and he will discuss that later. But right now, we're going to talk about the show. And today's episode is a Suds style show. Yes, kids, we're bringing it back. Talking about fashion. Uh, No. Oh. We're going to combine our love for a good beer buzz with our love for a good coffee or caffeine buzz. Coffee. That's right. In case the kids didn't know, we're talking about... Coffee, beers. Mm-hmm. Dave? That's what I'm talking about. What? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so beer dates uh, back to about 5,400 years ago. Or in, about the 10.8 seconds where he couldn't figure out where that in, piece was supposed to uh, be. There's a lot of words here. Shut up. <laughs> in uh, Egypt and uh, Mesopotamia. And uh, coffee was discovered in Ethiopia. By a goat herder named, I forget his name, but he was a goat herder and he noticed his goats were all jumpy um, uh, in the 11th century. But the first evidence we have of a beer brewed with coffee is from the 20th century in America. In, America. When U.S. craft brewers like New Glarus started, uh, figured out that uh, the dark roasted flavors of stouts and porters lend themselves to working well with the flavors of coffee. Yet one more example of why America is the greatest nation on the earth. True. But as it is often the case in our great nation, as soon as someone finds something awesome, the government finds a reason to stamp it out. Dun, dun, dun. Not long after New Glarus brewed their awesome award-winning coffee stout they received a cease and desist from our friends at the atf we're here to help (laughs) 
<laughs> we're here to protect you from yourself and things all all things cool. Please step away from the being. They viewed the marriage of coffee and beer like the rest of the world viewed the marriage of Lisa Marie Presley and Michael Jackson. Dangerous and unnatural. Were they right? Yes. That's for history to decide. You know, Dave, just <laughs> when I think this show can't get any weirder, you take it to a whole nother level. Yeah, ladies and gents, welcome to my everyday life. Yeah, I got like, you know, Michael Jackson songs playing in my head like for the next five minutes, you know. So, Beat it. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's totally it. Oh, I was thinking of that love song that he was like singing uh, to, you know, that video with barf. his wife I'm and totally they're staring barf. at each other. No. And yeah, okay, fine, mm. fine, fine. Okay, good old boy Mike. Word has it on the street that mm. you may or may not be a coffee connoisseur. Guilty. Nerd. Okay. Totally Nerd. is charged. So tell us how you fell in love with this little bean. Well, so, you know, uh, um, you're probably going to hear, you know, a lot more of the story on a traditional coffee show, but this is a good, you know, crossover show for people that are actually, you know, coffee aficionados really looking at the way that things have been brought into the genre of beer. So, you know, coffee breaks it, itself down into a lot of geography as well as, you know, the variety of the beans that you tend to work with, you know, uh, quite a bit. A lot of people tend to know a lot of uh, beans that uh, hail from Colombia. Um, and part of it is because the vast quantity uh, that's available of, um, there are two major uh, uh, bean qualities. There's Arabica beans. And so those are kind of like, think I'm like the grand crew of wines or like, you know, the Belgian quads of the world. I mean, they're, they have a certain quality that come about them and Beans actually come off the uh, off the trees. They're actually surround, uh, surrounded in a, a grape-like quality. There's actually a fruit, you know, overtone that is actually over the coffee bean itself. And so you find uh, the secondary type of coffee quality is actually um, uh, there. I want to say it's a robusta um, are the other quality. And a lot of times, uh, robusta beans will be blended with arabica beans. Um, several of the you know grocery um, store brands that you see, as well as some of the more common known uh, coffee brands that are known across the world, are blends of other robusta beans and arabica beans. Robusto uh, um, together, yeah. So um, that's uh, probably the biggest division is is in between you know the actual quality, and then you have a breakdown by geography in terms of the. The style of the you know coffee bean itself um so uh, a lot of times you'll find uh sometimes in in certain coffee regions you'll have two or three different type of bean types um so the story that dave read uh so eloquently <laughs> that's, <laughs> right that's a stretch you know was actually Dang. from um at the, from the african continent and uh you know those were actually uh ethiopian uh Yurichef, uh were the style of the beans that, you know, those were so well known for. And a lot of it is because <clears throat> coffee beans can actually uh, tend to thrive in a, a shade canopy um, and actually are not grown always in full sun because they'll, they actually dry out the fruit. And so uh, in Africa, you find a combination of what's known as shade grown as well as full sun uh, varieties. And a lot of the times that has the influence on the uh, style of the coffee itself, as well as the intensity of the caffeine or the bitterness of uh, both. And th I'm saying those exclusively because they don't always have, you know, the same component. Something can be very bitter, but not necessarily be highly caffeinated as well. So um, uh, I feel like I'm giving a quick, you know, coffee 101, you know, here really quick. But so the thing that's very interesting uh, that's happened here with this particular show is we're actually talking about the way in which a lot of that bitterness that you taste traditionally from a wide variety of coffee beans are interacting with the aspects of beer. And primarily it is the sweetness um, that you are looking for in other uh, traditional beer styles that tend to have a lot of high sugar components. So 
porters and stouts usually have a high measure of sugar, residual sugar left in them uh, when you finish them out. And part of what you're doing is you're looking for some balance of bringing around bitterness with a lot of that sweetness characteristic. And so a lot of the beers that we have and we're going to talk through today's show are porters and stouts, but um, the other variety is you can have other, even blonde style ales that may have a lot of high residual sugar. One of uh, which is not in the show today uh, is a barley wine um, that I thought was very interesting out of Trillium. And uh, even though it's a completely blonde, you know, beer, it had a really high residual sugar and was blended, you know, on the back end, you know, with coffee itself. And so that's really what you're trying to achieve with a lot of these, you know, uh, coffee infused or, you know, coffee laden, you know, beers themselves is you're really looking for some balance against that intense, you know, sweetness of, you know, what's going on with the beer itself. And so that's part of what we're going to really, you know, kind of explore is not necessarily just the beer, but the level of balance, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with those uh, with the bitterness that's being presented within the coffee itself. I've worked with several brewers and picking a variety of coffee beans that tend to complement this. And there are some varieties of coffee beans that do this really well and others that actually fight the beer. And so that's part of what we'll probably explore here today as well. And will he be able to determine which beans were used? <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads None too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. We are in the midst of a style show, and today we're talking about coffee beers. And good old boy Mike is discussing the nuances of coffee. So I uh, just kind of covered a little bit about some, you know, variation in coffee varieties and how it's kind of introduced, you know, into beer. Uh, so a couple other quick 101 things of what's going on with blending beer and coffee is actually what you're doing when you're actually brewing, you know, with coffee. Um, so there are several different styles of coffee that you'll interact with during the brewing process or actually making the beer. So one is that you actually are integrating grounds right in the same time that you're actually introducing grains. So you're putting it directly in the boil. Sometimes people will put it in the wort and post boil, um, and actually crash everything down, you know, at that point. So that's one method is you're actually just in introducing it within the grain bill itself. Another way is that you're actually working with it uh, in either a post-fermentation um, process or in a even in a pre-bottling process. And this really comes down to a matter of blending science. And then you're actually working with the coffee in a finished variety or in a pre-diluted uh, mechanism, uh, you know, with the beer itself. So you have to remember that the only difference between uh, coffee names is actually the amount of water that's being introduced. So probably the highest concentration of coffee essence itself is, is just an extract. So it's just a gooey, syrupy mess, you know, at that point. All you're doing is it's zero water, you know, that you're really working with or a very, very low percentage of water. And then increasing the amount of water, you actually are working usually with a cold, with a uh, espresso. Um, so again, the water to, you know, bean or coffee essence, you know, ratio is really low um, that you're working with there. So there's some water that's being introduced. 
and then working your way up to cold brew. So the difference in that is, is that instead of you actually working with heat, you're just working with cold water and you're just dripping it over the coffee, you know, grounds themselves. And then the last is actually, you know, full Americano coffee, which is a fully diluted, you know, product. Very rare to actually see that particular, you know, uh, style of use. So a lot of what we're having in the beers that we're going to go over today are actually a combination of coffee extract, espresso, or cold brew is usually the three styles of things that you'll actually see in today's beers that we're going to talk about. Very cool. That well, was very fancy. Yes. I know. Well, I've, you know, had enough beer where I could just spill that BS really well, Dave. The way that uh, coffee, the beans. hardcore <laughs> yeah. coffee nerds like you can tell like where beans come from, is that... Is that like terroir? Is that like how grape nerds like you can tell? Where it uh, involves a dartboard, a magic eight ball, and really selling the BS effectively. Sure, sure. So I'm going to use all of those skills here today. Yeah. So like, but like when you know like something's from Ethiopia. Or well, that's totally a third harvest. You know, uh, Ethiopian bean. Yeah, I'm going to say that today, yeah. and you're going to believe it. What about the ones that? <laughs> what about the ones they get from poop? Like I know uh, you can get Madagascar meerkat poop coffee yeah we're not going to have any of the uh that uh, what about the elephant poop coffee um, <laughs> we're not going to have any of that today either okay so because i know God. you can get poop coffee and it's pretty expensive it is that's correct yes okay. it's a rough job to have uh-huh. <laughs> you know, hey, i need you to go over that pile of poop and get the beans out wow well, thanks hmm. <laughs> hope it's more than minimum wage <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I derail us? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That is correct. Thank you very much there, good old boy Dave. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So here's a list of what we are going to be discussing today. Put that coffee down. It's got poop. <sighs> sorry. I just had to get one last one in. No, they're not. Okay. Co- and this is in <laughs> no particular order. Cosmic Ristretto. From Green Flash Brewing Company. Espresso Oak Aged Yeti from Great Divide. Coffee Bender from Surly Brewing Company. Beer Geek Breakfast from McKellar Brewing. Breakfast Stout from Founders. Five Beans from Six Point Brewery. Java Stout from Bells Brewery. Rise and Grind from Noli Brewhouse. I love their name. No lie. No lie. No lie. No lie. Sorry, no lie. I lied. Do you, do you still like it? I do. I actually like it better because no lead sounded weird. Um, Twilight of the Idols hmm, from Hill Farmstead Brewery and Nighthawks from Like Minds Brewing Company. Okay. Good old boy Dave, starting off. Ten beers and all. I, yes. Yeah, ten so. beers and all. Woo-hoo. We are on a coffee beer buzz. And we're going to talk about all ten of these today, at least once. Yes. So, yeah, so hang tight. Yeah. Some of them it's a good show list. Nice things. You can just skip over the part that Dave's about to read. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dave, first pick. Uh, I don't know. He needs to read the Sudge ratings here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. These people have no idea what we're about to do. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do we. We're about to turn cartwheels <laughs> and flip upside down, and something's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. All ratings. Right. Uh, see, that's why he's in charge. Right. Uh, we'll be discussing and rating these beers. With these Suds ratings and their signature belching sounds, here are those ratings now. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a non-fat soy half-calf frappe latte with low foam. I've stood behind that woman. <laughs> Number two, was that an upside-down caramel mocha kappa espresso? <laughs> I think I've wanted to dropkick that person out of a char box, yeah. That makes no sense. Number three. Ah, what a slightly steamed Java smoothie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number four. A body should really not make that sound of cats pooping coffee beans. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I think Dave can't take us to a new low. <laughs> Never doubt me, Mike. Never, ever doubt me. Everybody's going to have a goal. And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another quadruple shot of red eye espresso with double whipped cream. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's just badness yeah. all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, good old boy, Dave. What do you want to start off with? Uh, how about a beer? 
Um, How about a beer? Let's start with one of the American classics, Founders Breakfast Stout. Wow. Founders Can't go wrong there. Founders Breakfast Stout, where are you? There oh, you yeah. are. Okay. Juliana's actually looking up a lot of this information in okay. real time, everybody. So We're professionals. Mm-hmm. Founders Breakfast Stout is 8.3%. The coffee lover's consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense fresh roasted java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes on forever tell us about it (laughs) well i think you just did i mean the thing that i always remember is do you know that there are actually no grand rapids in grand rapids true yep well any beer that has a baby on the label i i automatically know i can trust it (laughs) because who is a baby ever lied to Think about it. Uh, I, I I think uh, the chocolate adds a lot of depth to this beer. Uh, not so much sweetness to me. Um, it, I think it accentuates the roastiness of the coffee. Um, I think the oats give it a really great mouthfeel. And um, I think if you like coffee stouts, which, I mean, apparently we do since we're drinking 10 of them. Um, I think uh, you would really enjoy this beer, and I give it a four. Uh, Mike, would you care to retort? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, so the one thing I wrote about this particular was I thought it had a candy-like quality, and you know, frankly, I just didn't think it had enough coffee, you know, on it. So yeah, that that's what I think. I mean, I love this beer; it's one of my favorites. I buy it when it comes out every year, but it's it's more chocolate than coffee to me. It's yeah. it's a lot of chocolate. That's yeah. definitely true. I believe it tastes it. like a box of chocolates. Yeah, it's very subtle on the coffee. Yeah. Okay, dude, part one two, second one, <clears throat> Cosmic Ristretto from Green Flash. Oh yeah, dum dum dum. Okay. This puppy is 8.2%. Yeah, Yeah. 8.2%. So long live and drink Cosmic Ristretto. This highly revered brew will go down in history as one of the first graduates of Green Flash's Genius Lab program into their front line. Marvel at its rich black appearance with brulee edges and mocha-colored beer foam. Breathe in its coffee aroma and sweet malts and savor its smooth espresso chocolate flavor. Don't fight its gravitational pull. This bold, complex, Java-centric Baltic porter with espresso is irresistible. Houston, we have a problem. My glass is empty. So that actually makes me like it less. Um, (laughs) But even so... Um, I really am not a huge fan of Baltic porters for the most part, but I guess it's all the coffee and other stuff they put in this that makes me like it. But I, I just think this is a really well-rounded beer and it's just the, from the aroma to the mouthfeel, to the, to the flavor, to even the, the aftertaste and everything. It's just so good. And it's just, it's something that you can really just, it's almost like a dessert or something. You really just want to savor and, uh, and sip on for quite a while. Um, and I just, I think, you know, San Diego is really known for, uh, their, uh, coffee stouts. So this is really good. And, um, that was a joke by the way, cause they're known for super bitter IPAs, but whatever, dude. But, um, fine. I don't even have the cricket thing on here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I gave this beer a five. Mr. Woods, your rebuttal? No rebuttal. In fact, a lot of uh, staunch agreement. This is definitely the capital of coffee beer. Um, You know, this is the taste profile that everybody should be chasing. In fact, um, probably under the BJCP guidelines for coffee-flavored beer, this should be the reference beer as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's just everything that you want. The bitterness from the coffee is there. Um, the cocoa nibs and the roast is there. Um, and it's really a great companion going in and in 
right alongside this. Um, I remember when this first came out, and uh, it really captured my attention. I think it was the intensity of this that I was, yeah. you know, really, you know, captured quite a bit. Having it in this comparative flight today, this really stood out. Just hands and you know, heads and tails, you know, above everything else. It's kind um, of decadent, almost. It, well, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it's almost heading down that. Uh, so to use the same, you know, not a box of chocolates, this is definitely um, that uh, Petit Four uh, dusted, you know, cocoa uh, essence, and uh, Juliana's n- nodding her head, you know, incessantly. Yeah, yeah very refined. Um, so, yeah, my such rating for this was a four, so uh, really fabulous. Noish. Look at me and Mike agreeing on stuff. Oh yeah, I like this beer. In fact, it's it's in my top four. Um, It just like you said, it's everything a coffee beer should taste like. Everybody should shoot for this. Yeah, and for me, I like the way the the porter comes through at the very end in in terms of the dark fruits, and it's just enough. Like it's just enough there that you know that this is not just a regular porter or a regular stout. Anyways, I thought this was a really great take, and I, I remember having this after driving all day and doing some beer shopping before coming into the uh, hotel. So I was thrilled to have this beer. Hmm. Just a little side note. It okay. made her stressful day better. It did. It yeah, did. the only shortcoming I had off this, I just wish the the finish had been just a bit drier off this. Would mm. be probably the only thing, right? I would have, uh, you know, really enjoyed. But you know, that was the only reason I kind of knocked it down by, you know, one. Yeah, and with a por- and within a, uh, a with Baltic, Baltic quarter, Baltic that's kind of tough. I would have expected, yeah. you know, just a bit more, you know, restraint, you know, on that finish, and had something kind of cut everything off just a bit more. So, okay, number three, dude. Um, number three for me was the, uh, like mines. Okay. Night. They're stout with a boost. Yeah. Boost. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay. It's a nitro oatmeal coffee stout. They selected a cold brew coffee from metric coffee roasters in Chicago with a pleasant sweetness and chocolate forward flavor and aroma. Um, then the, then they nitrogenated the beer to create a silky mouthfeel. Sadly, oh, and it is a 7.2% oatmeal coffee step. Well, I didn't know it had been nitrogenated. <laughs> if I'd have known that, I would have talked about it way sooner. Nitri- you just made that word up. I did not. <laughs> Uh, it's totally going yeah. in the sip, sudden smokes lexicon of Nit- completely made up useless words. Nitrogenated. Yeah, Nitrogenated. man. Right okay. up there with Barnowsy. <laughs> yeah, and f- chuggling and yes. quaffable. Mm. I would say this is quaffable, though, now that we're on that subject. <laughs> Not that we were. However, um, let me just say that I think it's the cold brew, um, the way they did this coffee, that it, it there's like a, it's almost kind of a funky flavor in in the beginning but it's it's uh it's almost more of a true coffee flavor to me than some of the other beers and like it kind of stands out and i really like this um the the way it it it's really a coffee beer to me um mm. and, it, and maybe it's the nitro i don't know but it, it feels like it's the way they added the coffee that makes it a real coffee flavor and um and i'm just very impressed with it and i think it's um it's not it's like it's not one of those sweet ones or or anything like that it's just like a straight up coffee flavor and i gave this one a four Hmm. uh Uh, well i'll jump all over this Uh, so i love like mines a great brewery and we've had a lot of great things i look forward to talking about a lot uh, more of their beer on this season unfortunately this just did not do it for me i wrote down like cola like um the coffee got lost uh in this beer um i had this as a suds a rating of two yeah i didn't get much coffee out of this one I, I didn't think of the cola but now that you say it i see where you're coming from it's yeah. it's more just like a you know is it a porter stout what's going on there i don't know it's it just not working ale no i think is this the one that just oatmeal stout oatmeal stout yeah. see i yeah. get that but that's that's all i get mm-hmm. it wasn't even on my list maybe i poured all the coffee part into mine <laughs> i don't know you might have um of note just 
of note um with like mines the the label um is made from an illustrator named jason edmiston and um i really love his artwork on this um it it's really cool and it reminds me of like old vintage comic book writing i know that may not you may not care, but I'm just saying. It totally uh, changes my mind when I think about this beer. It's whatever, still a sudden. I know, too. it's so pretty. <laughs> whatever. It's so pretty. Okay, whatever. Like minds, we're coming to visit you this year, and I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, and what is your last one, sir? I am going to go with the Twilight beer because I love vampires and werewolves and teenagers. Okay. Ah, the beer so, sparkles. Yeah. Okay. Um, Twilight of the Idols from Hill Farmstead. Um, Twilight of the Idols is their winter porter. It is brewed each autumn with a touch of locally roasted coffee and cinnamon and aged on a blend of select vanilla beans. Originally conceived with a friend in 2009 while brewing in Denmark... The name of this annual release is inspired by the title of one of the last texts written by one of our favorite philosophical idols, Friedrich Nietzsche. I can't Nietzsche. say it. Nietzsche. I, I'm sorry that I can't say his name right. That's the smartest thing Dave ever said. That's <laughs> wow, scary, that's sure. isn't it? Um, yeah. I do not have it was an- a target-rich environment. Oh, God. <sighs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. wow. <laughs> Please do not get me started. Mm, what's your... <laughs> it's so unfair. And this is now a... I'm getting emotional. I'm a little verklempt. It's a seven and a half percent American porter. We'll talk about it in a minute. Bye. Give the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows or as fast as the world wind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Up to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are doing a style episode on coffee beers, and we are talking about the Twilight of the Idols from Hill Farmstead. Dave. Wow. Well, imagine me liking a beer from Hill Farmstead. Um, great flavor, uh, cinnamon, and the, the, the vanilla beans. Everything comes through so perfectly balanced. I gave this beer a five. <laughs> So uh, this is good old boy Mike. Uh, the, so the Hill Farmstead beer we're talking about here is uh, Twilight of the Guides, and they do make a variety of you know beers that are infused with coffee. Um, my tasting notes around Twilight of the Guides coffee is definitely really here. Um, I really love the um, style of the strong bitterness. Um, this is just a really great beer that has great coffee in it. It's really well balanced all the way around. Um, I've watched a lot of people react to this beer, even in some larger audiences, you know, that I've seen this beer being served and, you know, it definitely has a, a lot of favor with a lot of people. Some of the Hills uh, Farmstead beers are a little difficult to find. I don't know the full distribution on this particular Hill Farmstead, um, but I do know that it does get around. Um, it's probably in the smaller bottle. I think this is the 500 milliliter uh, bottle that it's actually shipped in. My suds rating for the Hill Farmstead Twilight of the Gods is a four. Okay, moving on. Good old boy Kendall. What are your thoughts? What are your beers? My beers? Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about the Farmstead, but I'll do that. I'll do that because that's on my top four. Well, there you go. You can merge right in. Yeah, just so not to talk too much more about what this beer was, but 
It had more complexity, I think, than any of the other beers we tried. There's just a lot going on here, and it, and it works really well. Um, just so rich and decadent and delicious. Like butter. Well, no butter. I didn't. I didn't pick up any of that, but it was fantastic. I love the what the vanilla does to it and how that rounds it out and smooths it out. It's a fantastic beer. It's it's a five. And that cinnamon, though. I mean, that's just just a touch. I know. Just a hint. And just, just a smidgey. Yeah. Okay. Next. My uh, my second beer in my top four was that cosmic result. I can't pronounce Ristretto. that. Ristretto. Ristretto. Risotto. Risotto. Ristretto. Anyway, um, love that beer. I first had it at the Beer Bloggers Conference in this last summer of 2016. Green Flash brought a bunch of great beers. Shoot, yeah. Um, totally different topic, but their habanero beer was delicious too. But these two beers work really well together. Love this coffee beer. It, it reminds me of like a coffee and cream candy my grandmother used to give me when I was a kid. And I, that's the first thing of all these beers. This is the one that had that sense of creaminess to it. Um, and I, I love a lot of cream in my coffee, so I think that's why I dug this one. It's a, it's a four. And your next one? Okay, I want to talk about a beer I don't think we've mentioned yet, and that is the Surly Coffee Bender. So Surly is out of um, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Yep. There they are. Okay. Um, it is a coffee-flavored American oatmeal brown ale. Guatemalan coffee, roasted locally, added to Bender, which is their traditional oatmeal brown ale. Cold-pressed coffee aromas, intense coffee flavors, balanced by the oats and the malt bill, resulting in a cappuccino-like creaminess. And it is... Oh, they're just telling me it's 14 degrees Play-Doh. There you go. Talk about it. I love this beer. I think I first tried it at the Minneapolis airport. Um, wow. I'm also a big fan of Bender. And this is one where I think the base beer is a really good base beer. And the coffee that they put on top of it really works well with it. Most yeah. of the beers we've tried today were stouts, porters, Baltic porters. I think this is the only one that's a brown ale. You can tell on the table. Everything else is jet black. This is a nice, beautiful chestnut brown color. And um, that base beer really still comes through bender's a great beer and the coffee has a nice gentle bitterness it's got a really rich roastiness and just overall it's it's a darn near perfect coffee beer it's a it's a four uh, yep. and next my last beer you know it was hard out of 10 beers to pick top four because you know after a while they just all start tasting like coffee so uh, I, I'm like, which one tastes like coffee in a, in a good way? And it's a good beer, solid beer. And that's the Rise and, Sh- uh, Rise and Grind from No Lie. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is 6.1%. That is a coffee milk stout mm, for those that are interested. It's a great style. Yeah. It's a wake-up call, a brewer's breakfast. This smooth and luscious ale imparts flavors of coffee chocolate and toasted grain layers of freshly roasted gemelli coffee and forgive me if i say that wrong give the beer an extra twist brewed for those of us who roll up our sleeves and grind out the day i think milk stout is a great style for coffee beers there's not a lot of them out there but the ones that do seem to make it work really well you get that just natural sweetness a little bit of chocoliness and then the coffee on top of it. Another reason I picked this is purely sentimental. I'm a huge fan of No Lie. Uh, they're out of Spokane, Washington, which is one of my favorite little towns. Hmm. Uh, June's grandmother lived there. And when we went and saw her grandmother in 2012, I'm like, there's got to be a brewery in this city. And sure enough, there was. At the time, they were called Northern Lights. They shortened their name since and their brand, changed their branding to No Lie. And they're making fantastic uh, beers. And uh, every time I get to Spokane, I have to get some. So love these guys. Shoot, like yeah. this beer. Uh, it's, a, it's a good four for me. You know, when I saw the name uh, Rise and Grind, I was thinking like of a uh, like an inspirational movie about a stripper who like was down and out and had to like redeem themselves or something. You know, they had to rise and grind it. <laughs> of course you did. No. Of course okay. you do. A couple okay. other uh, quick on. notes on Rising yeah. Grind. Very pronounced coffee, you know, off of this beer. And uh, um, I remember picking this up. I remember how excited you were when you saw this, you know, sitting in the beer cellar. And, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm really glad we found a, a great place to show this beer off. Great balance, light finish. My sedge rating actually is a three on the rise and grind. Okay, so let's talk about the other beers that we haven't um, listed yet. Um, the first one is from Great Divide. It's the Espresso Oak Aged Yeti. That's a big old beer. It's an imperial big stout. Yes, it is. Um, it is 9.5% for those who are counting. A generous infusion of Denver's own Pablo's Espresso adds yet another layer of complexity to this beer. Combining with the vanilla oak character, intense roasty maltiness, and bold hot profile to create a whole new breed of mythical creature. It's official. You can now have Yeti with breakfast. Any thoughts What's on this What's the deal beer? with espresso again, Mike? Like well, so part of what you're definitely tasting here is a lot of the uh, intensity of espresso as opposed to, uh, you know, a coffee extract um, with this Yeti. So the Yeti series is really known, I think, for the profile of those deep cocoa nibs Yeah, um, yep. that you really have in God. so many of the Yeti beers themselves. And I was the thing I was looking for here is, OK, what's changed over, you know, really you know, traditional Yeti? Because, you know, we've had so many, there's so many different varieties of, you know, these Yeti beers. Personally, I wrote down that uh, a lot of deep chocolate, and you could really uh, oh, yeah. taste the cocoa nibs coming off this. I thought the coffee got buried uh, in this. It's still a really good beer. It made my top four, um, and my sudge rating for Yeti uh, Espresso is actually four. Uh, what year uh, Yeti is this? Do we, do we know? Because I don't. I don't know that they really have a tremendous, you know, variation in uh, vintage. I'm just you know. thinking about how long we've had it. To, I don't really know. think that, you know, in this particular case that, you know, coffee really would tend to fade, you know, quite the really? same way because it's not exposed to air. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you're really seeing you it's know, not freshness. Like yeah, a, it's not volatile like hops, you know, would yeah. tend to fade, you know, over time. That's so. a good, uh, good point. Okay. Hmm. Um, Mike then, made a good point, everybody. I'm gonna say yeah. it. I'm gonna say it. I had one it. more in my top four here, uh, which is the beer from McKellar, um, and that is the Beer Geek Breakfast. Yeah. Um, now that one is a 10.2 percent. Um, that is an oatmeal stout. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Never mind. Um, it is 7.5 percent. Um, oatmeal stout. <laughs> well, 10.2, 7.5. No, 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 no. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, there's that. So I've had this several times, and I remember uh, a very recent time that I picked it up. I was in Florida, and I picked it up in a, a local liquor store. And part of it was, you know, my dad had an affinity for wanting to enjoy, you know, a very heavy stout that particular day. And I was like, well, it's totally it all the way. And um, I'd had, you know, some of the other things in this particular series. And so I chose this because I'd never... I had not had the coffee infused one. Right. It was awesome. I, this was at the top of my list. Um, it's just bitter. It's balanced. I love the coffee in this. This is just a really great beer. It's really great coffee. Um, I just love this all the way around. My such rating on Beer Geek Breakfast is a five. Yeah, I'm kind of agreeing with you. Like, this is what I enjoy about macchiato so much is this flavor. I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah so for those of you that may not you know macchiato is really just an espresso uh, infused usually has just a, a a dab or two of milk uh in a macchiato itself and so it tends to temper a little bit of that bitterness and that's part of what you're really seeing in the beer geek breakfast is this just um incredibly you know a, a great mouthfeel experience you know on top of this mm. um i just uh yeah, I can't say enough good things about this. So is it kind of the uh, the sweet stout sort of? <laughs> is it kind of the sweet stout that uh, cuts the bitterness of the coffee a little bit? Um, again, it's just a matter of everything is just in great harmony. You it's know, here balance, yeah. uh, the beer, the sweetness, the coffee is all working, which is really shows how good of a brewer McKellar is to be able to take all these ingredients and, and and use them in a way that uh that really works mm. you know so we have a couple of things here we haven't mentioned yet right the first one is five beans from six point this is oh 10 percent um okay the mad scientists walk through an ancient bazaar 
sniffing out ingredients for the next formulation. The stalls were buzzing with activity as exotic spice Ooh. vendors promoted their fragrant wares. But what would the fifth ingredient be? A marketing genius out of Brooklyn. <sighs> Whatever. An enticing <laughs> aroma of an oily, smoky pod, black cardamom, caught their attention. And now they would turn the Imperial to Bazaar. If you're tired of run-of-the-mill flavors, maybe some coffee and exotic spices will perk you up. They gathered five beans from a bazaar <laughs> to create a f- cultural phenomenon. A melting pot of cacao, vanilla, coffee, and cardamom creates... Our original Turkish-inspired porter. It is mm. mad science. It is six point. <laughs> well, so the thing that strikes me about five wow. beans here is I've actually, you know, tasted this through multiple iterations. The original version of this was three beans, and then they created another version called four beans. And this later version is called five beans. And I keep on rooting for this formula. I keep, you know, every time I pick this up, I go, you know what? One more bean. I think they're going to figure this out. And they haven't. (laughs) So um, I just think that it really tastes to me more like an extract, um, you know, that they keep on working with. And they keep on playing with it. And it's frankly, it's just not working. I think that the original uh, review I had for three beans I just felt like it was just not headed in the right direction. I personally, I'd love for them to just give up on this and, you know, do something else. They have a lot of other great beers in the lineup, and I just don't think their time is well spent with this. So no uh, six bean for you? Uh, Definitely not. What if it was a jelly bean? Yeah, so this is the best of this series, Um, and actually my Sudge rating is a three, so I didn't hammer it that bad. I thought it was pretty lifeless. I, I didn't get much yeah. from it, and yeah. this was probably my least favorite of, of all ten beers. And this was the one I thought was more cola hmm. than some of the others. Which is yeah. what I remember writing down about the original Three Beans. It was very cola-like, yeah. Maybe it's part was of it their extract. I cola or koala. I, I can't read my writing, but hmm. it tastes like one of them. Cola. Really? You've had koala bear well, before? I, I can't talk about that. They're endangered. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, the last one that we have to discuss is from Bell's Brewery. It is their Java Stout. Um, this one is 7.5% and it is a stout. Using a fresh custom blend of coffee beans roasted locally in Kalamazoo. Yay, Kalamazoo. Um, by Water Street Coffee Joint. Hey, look, it's a minor, a good hockey Kalamazoo. team. It's a good hockey town. This dark, roasty stout matches an intense flavor for an unmistakable arom- aromatic punch. Any thoughts? No? It, it was super roasty, almost to the point it tasted burnt to me. It, just, it was a very rich roast and just a little too much for me. Well, it is an American stout. Yeah, uh, I'm. It almost falls in the category that uh, my mom should say, "You don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all." Um, you know, it's. I love Bell's. Look, they make a lot of great beer. Yeah, they yeah. do. This is not it. Nope. So, um, I've had actually the Java Stout on tap, and in fact, I remember that was actually one of the better beers that I enjoyed actually on tap. Uh, you know, in a full tap takeover was the Java Stout. What we had here today, no, it was more like a syrupy mess. In fact, I actually wrote down, I think this is an extract candidate. I, you know what? Now that it's warmed up, it really does taste like an extract. Yeah. So, um, actually, my sedge rating for this was a two. Oh. Yeah. Blech. Well, there's that. Well, any closing thoughts on coffee-inspired beers? What is the best... Um, backbone to a coffee beer. Great coffee. No poop. <laughs> I think it's very, you know, there's a lot of variety there. Milk, stout, stout, porter, Baltic porter. We've seen good examples of each. In fact, we've had a blonde ale that in, yeah. in our Michigan show that had coffee flavor in it. So any good beer with a good coffee can work. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that was a great episode, guys. Um, we hope you enjoy this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. 
iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Suds Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone and you will always hear our voices. In your head. Linda and I love your talk on Coffee Talk, and we love your feedback from that. I'm so sorry we didn't get to talk in Coffee Talk the whole time during this episode. You can reach us online anytime, info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Don't call your mother, okay? Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and rate this episode. If you're listening online, make sure to give Mike a one and Dave a five. Kendall, please tell us about your blog. My beautiful wife, good old gal June, and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. I want to thank our lovely host for being with us today. Good old boy, Dave. Are you lovely? I am lovely and I'm drinking. I, I just made a big mix cup of all the beers. I'm going to chuggle it now. Hmm. Good old boy, Mike. Hmm. Hey, uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for enjoying coffee with us on this comeback. Join us again. Keep on sipping. Good old boy, Kendall. Boy, it was a pleasure to be here. Can't wait till the next time. Everyone, thanks for joining us and hope this inspires you to get some coffee beers. I'm good old gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 